Welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time here, welcome. If you are part of the community here at Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black, welcome back. I really appreciate each and every one of you for taking out the time to tune in and listen. So as you know, we have been continuing the pregnancy series. So if you are just tuning in for the first time and you have no clue as to what the pregnancy series is about, we basically shared the stories of women who went through pregnancy as single moms. So we started off the series with Martine, who decided to be a single mom by choice. And she talked about, you know, her methods that she tried in order to conceive. So if you are interested in that, or you want to know like how it was done, or just any other details, like what she went through and how all of that happened, definitely go check that out. We also had Moniqua to share her story about making the decision to remain pregnant and, you know, just accepting the fact that she was going to be a single mom. Um, her child's father actually wanted her to have an abortion at first. And she made a decision to actually keep the child knowing what he wanted. And since then, he's actually gotten better and is actually playing a part in his son's life. So definitely check that one out as well. And last episode, I got a chance to talk to Elena and Elena actually got pregnant after she divorced her twin's father. So she talks about, you know, the shame and what she went through and where she is today and all of these ladies that shared their stories have had their babies so it is just amazing to have spoken with them and you know to see them deliver beautiful healthy babies and I'm just so excited that they were able to be transparent with you guys and share those stories and I really hope that you have taken notes and you learned a lot and even though you may not be pregnant right now you may plan to have a future child and there may be some things that you can apply in the future or there may even be some things that you can apply right now especially um the mental things that they went through and how they handled those things. So this week, I'm actually going to be sharing my pregnancy story because I feel like um, I have a lot of new listeners and a lot of young listeners. And I had a mom to uh, message me via DM on Instagram to say that she was like 21 and she was going to be a single mom. So I definitely wanted to share my story because I was pregnant at 21. Before I get into my story, I wanted to 
let you guys know that I am planning a cruise for single moms. So if you are following the Instagram page, then you know that a while back I did a poll on if you guys preferred to have a cruise or a getaway. And majority of you opted for the cruise. So I got up some information and hopefully we can work together to make this thing happen. So if you are interested in attending the cruise, I will put the information in the show notes and then you can go to the page and check it out. The deposit is $100 per person and two people are required per stateroom. Okay. So also, if you have not subscribed, what are you waiting on, mama? You need to get this knowledge, okay? Like, we have had some amazing moms on to share their knowledge and share their stories and really be open with you guys and keep it real. Also, if you have not taken the time out to leave a review, please go ahead and do so and rate the podcast as well. Without further ado, let's get into my story. I am actually going to break this into three parts. So I'm going to talk about my story and what I went through. And then I'm going to talk about the benefits of having a doula and lessons I've learned. I truly hope that this blesses somebody out there who is pregnant and is afraid, you know, because um, it's so easy to be pregnant and not know what type of decisions to make or who to go to. And I'm just thankful that I'm able to have this platform to be able to share. As I stated before, I was 21 when I was pregnant. Actually, I had just had a really nice 21st birthday dinner And I was able to invite some of my sorority sisters and, you know, really close friends. And we had a really great time. And that night I went over to my child's father's house. And I'm pretty sure that was the night I actually got pregnant. And funny enough, like I barely have memories of that night. And I don't think that I was drunk. You know, I had a few martinis, but I don't think they could have gotten me to the point where you know, I was just that out of it. But it's crazy that I just can't remember what happened or, you know, I just, I don't like have any memories. So that was May. Fast forward to June and I didn't have a cycle. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, um, this has happened once or twice in my life, but I generally don't ever miss a cycle. So I kind of just like put it on a back burner, like, oh, it'll come back next month. And at this time, I was in New York on an internship, uh, actually up to New York. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but I was working at Brookhaven National Laboratory and yeah, I would just like look at myself in the mirror, like hoping that I wasn't pregnant and hoping my cycle was going to come on in July. So July came and I was having like these crazy dreams about like babies and all kind of stuff. And I was talking to my child's father and I was telling him and he was like, it's funny because he had a similar dreams. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
Like, I can't be pregnant. Knowing this whole time that, girl, you're probably pregnant if you are having these dreams and you haven't had a cycle, you know, never once did I try to go and get a pregnancy test because I did not want to face the facts. So fast forward to August and I'm back in Mississippi, done with my internship and still no cycle. So, you know, I talked to her dad again and honestly, I don't even remember him saying anything after I told him. So I went to the store and I brought two pregnancy tests or I can't remember if they actually came two in a pack, but I remember taking them and both being positive. So I told him that I was pregnant and again, I I don't remember what he said. I told my roommate at the time that I was pregnant, and so she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, and I was just crying. I was just, you know, feeling so bad. All the feelings of shame, all the feelings of, like, I don't know, embarrassment. You know, you name it, I felt it. It was terrible. And I don't know, like, I felt like, Okay, now these are the consequences that you have to pay for the poor decisions that you've made to have sex unprotected, which I don't even remember if we had sex and the condom broke or we just didn't use one at all because we had had um, unprotected sex, you know, a few times before. So, and and I don't know, this is like so crazy, but you know, like the song, I think, was it like birthday sex or something that came out? And I don't know, like it was my birthday. So I, again, I don't even remember, you know, I talked to my roommate at the time and although I didn't think that I believed in abortion, I still wanted to go to the clinic and I shared this back on Monique's episode, but I'm going to share it again here because some of you may have not tuned in. So I went to the abortion clinic alone after I told her dad that, you know, I was thinking about doing it and I just wanted to go and see, you know, what it was like. So, you know, I go there, I park and there are protesters outside and there are not as many as some days, um, but it wasn't really private like they said it would be. And, you know, you could literally, like, if you knew my car, you could tell that I was going to the abortion clinic. So that was one thing. I went in, you have to sign in and wait in the waiting area. And there are women with their partners and there are also women without their partners. And so as I sat there and just listened to them talk, it was just like a really sad place. And you have to um, go and get an ultrasound. And then you have to go to counseling to make sure, you know, that this is something that you want to do and that you understand the procedures. So as I waited for my ultrasound, um, the outpatient, I don't want to call it surgery area, but, you know, like the outpatient procedure room, wherever you um, wait to go in was crazy. Like you could literally hear the ladies crying from the procedures. And it's like, so once you're done, you just walk out of the back door And as I waited to have my ultrasound, I was just thinking, like, why am I here? You know, but I continued to move forward with the process. So I go into the room to have my ultrasound. And um, basically, I am over a month. So the clinic that 
I went to would not perform abortions after a certain period of time. So basically, I would have to go to another state to get this abortion done. Even at this point, you know, where I have like a live fetus or whatever you want to call it, I'm still like not even sure about my decision. I get done with that and I still wait to go to counseling. And it was in that moment that I decided like this thing called abortion is not for me. Like I'm not built for this and I don't even know why I'm here. So I just left and went back to my car and I cried and cried and cried. Like it was probably one of the hardest moments of my life. And I mean, harder than pregnancy itself. Okay. Like it was tough. So, you know, after I cried for five, 10 minutes, I don't know. I just really sat there in my car and just had a moment. I drove home, you know, to the house I was living in with my roommate and she was like, well, what did you decide to do? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to move forward with the abortion. I'm too far along. Um, you know, not really want to go into like details. I just told her that I've decided to keep the baby. And so, you know, she was excited. She was going to be supportive either way. And I told her dad, and honestly, I can't remember what his response was, But yeah, after that, um, she suggested I go to Planned Parenthood. And let me just tell y'all, I don't know if you are familiar with Planned Parenthood, but I was very thankful for that lady who was there because she literally like prayed for me. Um, she didn't make the process seem like, hmm, I don't know. She just didn't make me feel uncomfortable, you know, like she was very supportive um, asking me had I been to a doctor and, you know, those types of questions that one would need to know um, who is trying to assist. And so, you know, at this point, um, I probably was about two months because I'm thinking that, you know, I got pregnant in May And then it was June, July. So I was somewhere close to two months, in between one and two months, right? And I had not seen a doctor. I had not been on prenatal care. And I was barely eating because I thought that if I didn't eat, whatever was inside of me would not grow, which was crazy. But that was my thought process at 21. So she sets me up with this doctor who was fabulous by the way like I love Dr. Sam so if you are in Mississippi um the Jackson area he is amazing Dr. Shane Sams he was always like on the radio for like um I don't know best OBGYN he was so good and like not judgmental at all considering the fact that I came in for care super late um and I was just very thankful for her you know after praying over me and all that so Fast forward to my doctor's appointment. They actually told me what I was having, I believe, at that point. And again, I was just in this very dark place. And I would talk to my friends, but they really didn't understand. I actually lost one of my friends at the time because she said that all I talked about was being pregnant. And she didn't know, like, why I was, I I guess I did that to myself after knowing that, 
my daughter's father already had a kid and he wasn't very active in his life. So she didn't know what made me think that he was going to be active in my child's life. And yeah, so we kind of parted ways after that. But we're back friends today. But yeah, back then we didn't talk for like years. And I don't know, that was just very hard for me. I didn't really have anyone I could go to. I knew my family would not understand, you know, like I was the first one to go to college. So everyone looked up to me. And, you know, my family always praised me because I was, you know, this girl who went off to college and was doing great things. You know, I had these internships. Um, I went to school with literally nothing and I made something out of nothing because I had these internships that, you know, kind of like put money in my pocket and I was just doing really good, you know, but I don't know what happened. You know, I just never had that conversation about like really communicating with the person that I was having sex with at 21 or you know really trying to protect myself first before I allowed myself to lay down with someone and have unprotected sex so uh, my grandma raised me and she just basically told me that you know you could get pregnant once once I got a cycle and you don't need to be um having sex like that was basically the gist of the conversation so we never had a full-blown conversation so everything I learned I had to learn on my own which was so unfortunate but that was basically you know the things that I went through and then uh, once I actually told my family like around month eight or so because again I feel like they wouldn't understand um my grandma called me like every day to talk about she didn't know why I did that to myself you know and my aunt she was disappointed because she said that she thought that I could trust her and my cousin had told her because it's her mom and I told my cousin because I thought I can trust her and she would keep it a secret (laughs) but I know now that she was only looking out for the best of my interests but once they knew they were very supportive and you know I just did what I had to do I didn't go home for the duration of the pregnancy you know and I lived um an hour and a half to two hours away from home yeah and I didn't go for the whole pregnancy so they didn't see me for basically um actually I went home at the beginning of the pregnancy before you know I started to show and yeah so they didn't really see me after probably month two until like we were all at the hospital (laughs) And at that point, they had met my child's father for the very first time. So imagine how that went. It was crazy. I almost called security. (laughs) They were asking him so many questions, you know, about like, okay, was she a virgin when you guys met? It was crazy. But yeah, so that's basically, you know, in a nutshell, what I went through being pregnant and Throughout this process, I found that I wouldn't be able to do this alone. And I didn't really have a lot of people who understood. Well, I didn't feel like I had anyone who understood, to be honest. So I started researching as the person that I am, if you guys know me. And I found out about this thing called a doula. Nobody ever talked about this in Mississippi back then. So I was like, what is this? Like, she could help me with my pregnancy. And so at the time, I think there was only one or two in Mississippi. And 
the one that I picked, I think she was like active in the community. So I was more comfortable with going to her. And at the time she was literally like just starting up her business and she had a sliding scale. So I was able to kind of work with her to kind of pay, you know, what I could afford at that time. And at that time I was only a server working at a restaurant in college. Okay. Cause you know, I didn't have a real job. Well, it is a real job, but you know, like it was only part-time. So I just want to take a moment to let you guys know what a doula actually is. So a doula is actually a woman who's trained to support another woman during childbirth and afterwards. She doesn't have like any medical training, but she's very aware of hospital procedures. If you know, you decide to have a hospital birth, um, mental awareness and birthing techniques and things of that sort. And so oftentimes people want to know like, what's the difference between a midwife and a doula? So a midwife is actually a healthcare provider who can actually deliver the baby. They can prescribe meds. They can do your, um, yearly gyno exams and things of that sort. A doula can't actually do those things because she isn't medically trained. So she's basically there for the support to kind of guide you throughout the pregnancy. You guys develop a relationship and talk about how you want your pregnancy to go, how you want your birth to go and things of that sort. So I am very thankful to have learned about a doula and I encourage anyone who's out there if you are able and even if you have like a good support system I still think they're good to have because um sometimes people don't really understand why you want what you want and I don't think that you have to explain you know you don't owe anyone an explanation and I feel like with a doula you can just tell her what she wants and she works with you you know So you guys work together, you develop this relationship and you develop this birth plan. And if you have a hospital birth, like I did, then you can talk about kind of like the restrictions and the birthing positions that you can actually use in the hospital, whether you want to be medicated or not, um, and that sort of thing. So you actually can, you know, have an epidural even with the doula. So doulas are not just for those moms who don't want to have an epidural, even though that was something that I considered because I was like, I didn't know how I was going to do that on my own without the support of a doula. Once I found out what a doula actually was. So she was there to guide me to, um, just be there for support. And, you know, she showed up at the hospital when I had my daughter and just to know that she was, by my side during the process because my family didn't make it there till late and my friend she never had a vaginal birth she only had cesarean birth so um she didn't really know what to expect and then um my child's father like you know he was just looking I mean he didn't know how to coach me along throughout the process so I'm very thankful that she was there to kind of tell me to breathe and you're almost there you know you're doing this this is what you wanted you know just to have that um support again you know was very helpful for me with all of that being said the ultimate goal for the doula is to just make sure that you have a safe successful birth as possible And like I said, lastly, I just wanted to share 
um, a few lessons that I've learned from um, being pregnant so young, you know, um, a lot of people have had births when they were teenagers, um, and they feel like that's young, but I still think that 21 is so young, you know, you're still figuring out who you are, you know, and it's hard because now you have to kind of balance you know, raising a child and plus like you're kind of raising a child in yourself too. You're trying to figure out what you want to do in life. And that kind of gets clouded once you have to like, you know, focus on the child. So now you have to, you know, figure out how to actually focus on you and the child. So it's hard, but do know that, you know, you can get through it with support, um, with resources, There is so much out there that we have access to and sometimes we don't know about it because we don't look for it or people don't really talk about it, you know? So without (laughs) going into all of that, I just want to, again, let you guys know what I've learned. Um, It is totally okay that you are pregnant, you know, despite why you're pregnant and despite the circumstances it's not the end of the world. You know, like that was one of the things that I thought when I got pregnant, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I won't be able to do these things. And my life is basically ending because now I have a child to take care of, a child to raise, which I don't even know I'm going to do that. But looking back, like my advice to my younger self would have been like, okay, you're going to make it. It'll be tough, but you will get through this and you're going to meet some amazing people on your path that will aid in the process. Um, Your mental and physical health is important. Listen, like I'm pretty sure I was borderline depression, like because all I talked about was being pregnant and how, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do anything else and barely eating. You know, I had to take like um, supplements to gain weight. My daughter wasn't gaining weight in the beginning. Um, Because I was depressed, but I never really had anybody to tell me, like, you need to see a therapist or you need to go and get some help because um, you are going through this and it's okay. But just know that there's somebody out there that can help you. And I'm really proud to say that, you know, mental health is talked about now more than ever, like, my daughter's five and five years ago, like nobody was posting about mental health on Instagram. Like that was not a thing. And so I'm just very glad that we are now having these open conversations. Um, Another thing I learned was that your reason for being pregnant does not have to be explained. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's friends, if you're at school and it's your classmates or your professors, you're pregnant and that's it. Like you don't have to explain to anybody develop a support system this is very essential like you need somebody that you can go to and vent if anything you know um even if that support system again includes a therapist or a counselor somebody that you can go to and get those things out because I feel like the more you hold them in like the harder it is for you to let go of those things and you begin to you know put baggage on your shoulders and you begin to let it pile up and it just becomes too much to carry and then you know you break down and that is not good and you want to kind of deal with that as you go and lastly is that you're pregnant now and if you make the decision to keep the child 
remember that it's not about you anymore. Like you have another human to take care of because I remember being very selfish like in the beginning because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be pregnant. So I felt like, I don't know, I wasn't eating properly. Um, I was working out, but not for the health of the child or not for the health of myself. But it was because like, I thought if I worked out hard and didn't eat, like I wouldn't have the nutrition to supply to this child and she wouldn't make it. Like it was crazy. Like, I don't know. Like I was in a really bad place and just talking about it now, you know, I'm just thankful to God for growth. You know, I was just in a dark place. And again, I didn't really have anybody to talk to her. I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about it. So I just want you all to know that it is okay. You are going to make it and you'll get through it. Just Again, make sure you develop that support system and talk to somebody, you know, somebody that you can trust and it doesn't have to be family and you don't owe anyone any explanations. And that's all I have. So again, I really hope that, especially for you young girls out there that are pregnant and you don't really know which way to go or if you're going to make it through this. I just want to reassure you that you will, and it will be tough, but you'll get through it and you'll thank yourself later, um, especially now that you have all of these resources out there. So if you found this episode helpful, please do me a favor, leave a review or, you know, you can simply DM me on Instagram. Like I really appreciate those uh, DMs. They keep me going and just keep doing it, y'all. <laughs> like, you are the reason why I continue to show up and do these podcasts because I know that it's necessary. So as long as you keep DMing me, you keep leaving reviews, I'll continue to move forward and provide content. So again, I appreciate you if you listen through this. Thank you. And if you know someone that is pregnant and you feel like they need to hear this message, please share this with them. I know I could have been like all over the place, but hopefully you were able to, you know, sit through this and um, really gain some insight as to what it feels like to be pregnant. Or if you're that person who has judged someone for being pregnant young, I hope that you too have gained some insight because oftentimes like we are not taught And you will never know from the outside looking in. So again, I just really hope that you guys enjoyed this. And if you want to connect with me, I'm over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. Also on Facebook at Single Black Motherhood. And then you can check out the website at singleblackmotherhood.com. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Until next week, talk to you guys later. Bye.